On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, what went wrong? 113-85, a lot of things did not go the 76ers way in the loss to Cleveland. What were they? What stood out to Keith and I? We'll break it all down next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner, as always, from TheInquire.com, Keith Pompey, live from Cleveland, following the Sixers' loss, 113-85. What's up, Keith? What's good, D? How you doing, bro? Doing all right, man. Tough loss for the boys tonight, snapping their three-game win streak. We'll get into it a little bit more. But first, we got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, again, 113.85. This one got ugly, and it got ugly fast for the 76ers in the first half. Uh, We'll get into the second quarter a little bit later to talk about how much of a a big problem that second quarter was and some of the record-breaking numbers that took place for Cleveland and also just in general uh, about this game where Joel Embiid stood with this whole thing and how they lost in this one by such a big, big wide margin. Uh, What stood out to you, man, as this one, again, just not a good performance from the boys tonight. No, nah, it wasn't. It wasn't it at all. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, like Doc said, it's a scheduled loss. Um, but it was just a lot of other things that happened. I mean, like they they just – the defense looked invincible. Um, you know, guys just looked – they looked out of sorts. I mean, it was a point where they were up 9-2-D, but they just looked like they just were struggling. I felt like there was a lot of guys um, – basically standing around early on watching Joel and B. I also felt like that um, Joel and the Sixers didn't take advantage of mismatches. So, you know, while Doc says it's a scheduled loss, it's a game that they should have won or could have won, but I just felt like that they didn't take advantage of mismatches. And for whatever reason, they just didn't look like they were 100% focused. That not a two start that you bring up, uh, they went on that run in the first quarter where it was, um, I think it was 2 nothing, and then uh, the Sixers went on that run to score their nine points to put them up. And I was sitting there, and I'm looking at it, and I'm saying, okay, they're going to get this one on. Cleveland's going to come back. They're going to make their run. It's going to be a good first quarter. And the same deal will be the case in the second quarter. This is going to be decided in the fourth quarter. And then, then it wasn't. They were up by four. Cleveland was after 125. 21 i believe was the score after one and then that's where things turned up and with it as you talk about before we get into the second quarter we can really get into that in the next segment uh when doc Rivers said the schedule loss thing i i kind of bawled my face up like the confused look huh now they have played six games in nine days which is not easy to do so that part i will agree with him on but you had a day off just like cleveland had a day off where they played on monday in Toronto, lost by 12 with this exact same roster. Now, they had a different starting lineup in that one. Uh, 
Jared Allen out, Kevin Love out. They had those guys sitting on, you know, sitting the sideline while they were playing and they lost. And Toronto took care of them. They beat them by 12. And this one, I, I just I didn't understand where the scheduled loss thing came from. Yes, again, six and nine is not easy, but it's the NBA. It happens. If anything would have been a scheduled loss, Keith, it would have been on Monday against the Atlanta Hawks. Not that that would have been an excuse, but second night of a back-to-back, traveling from Orlando, beat Orlando. Uh, Atlanta's coming in also after their loss at home, taking on the Miami Heat. Uh, that may have been at the end of it, just depending on how it played out. Let's say if it was flip 104-101 the other way for Atlanta, all right, maybe, you know, so just some execution things that a problem, schedule loss. But this one I thought was more of there was more energy from Cleveland. They played faster. Uh, they want, <clears throat> pardon me, they wanted it more. And I thought they executed really, really well. And then when we start to transition to the second quarter, that's where it really just started to unravel for them with how good Cleveland was in that second. So I agree with you with the schedule loss thing. It wasn't that it was really that second quarter and how fast, how into it, a few turnovers that the Sixers did commit that didn't help them. And it got away from the Sixers and they just could not get it back. And they did not, to your point, take enough of an advantage. He had four shots in the first quarters and did against Evan Mobley. No Jared Allen thought they would try to punish him on the low block a little bit, maybe even get him into some foul trouble and not enough. You know, he was one for four. He had four rebounds, four assists, so it wasn't ugly. Down four after one, all right, whatever. But their defense wasn't good enough in this game where we have seen it that way. And once it started to just go in another direction, they were in trouble. Yeah. I mean, no no doubt. They were definitely in trouble. And and, and not only that, it was, it was kind of like they did whatever they wanted to do for them, to them. You know, and, and like the Sixers, like, I mean, there was a couple, there was one play where Joel swung the ball and, and basically hit uh, Matisse in the face. You know what I mean? Like, not quite the face, but it, you you get the gist, right? Yeah. So it, it just, I don't know. I mean, and, and you are right. You know, both teams were banged up. Both teams played, you know, as many, as, uh, a lot of games. I mean, you know, heck, uh, 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 the Cavs played more games than the Sixers so far. So, you know, it's just it, – I, I don't think – now, they should pay right the same. I, I just don't think it was a scheduled loss, though. I don't know. Nah, in the, in the end, it wasn't. Now, did Doc Rivers do anything wrong by saying it? No, he could have said something different, but he wasn't wrong in saying it and protecting his team uh, because of how bad it was. And, you know, 33 point. they were down as much as 33 at one point, losing this one by 28. It wasn't good. So for him to protect his team in this one, let's see if he gets them ready for the Minnesota Timberwolves, Memphis Grizzlies, pardon me, as Minnesota beat the Grizzlies on Wednesday night and Memphis has Thursday off just like the Sixers do. They're going to come back ready to go, uh, taking on the Sixers on Friday. But, Keith, as we keep this conversation going of what went wrong in this one, we need to talk about that second quarter because what went wrong? (laughs) A lot of right for Cleveland not so much for the Sixers, and we'll need to jump into that next right here, Locked On 76ers. Let's talk about BetOnline after I had y'all stare at my man's face for a little bit. (laughs) BetOnline is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there 
from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all on betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen today for your second. Please check out the Locked On Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Keith, last night, again, big win for Minnesota over, over Memphis. No Carl Anthony Towns. There's going to be some sort of a develop, development, I think, going on in Minnesota where Anthony Edwards takes over and we might see a better version of this team uh, with Carl Anthony Towns out. I'm curious to see if we see them go on some sort of run uh, because it was too clunky for me. Uh, even though they they went on a, a few games of a winning streak, they beat the Sixers here that night, if you remember, by three. Just too clunky with Towns and, and Gobert there on the floor together. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really clunky. Yeah, it, it's, it's too clunky. I mean, I, I, I would agree. I mean, uh, you know, and it's, it's like they, they try to space it. But, yeah, Ant-Man, you know, is a reason why he was the first overall pick. I just think that this just gives him more opportunity to show what he can do as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And Devin Booker, 51 points, Keith, on on uh, Wednesday night as they play the Chicago Bulls, 51. Yeah, yeah but I, I don't really get hooked there. Like, I'm going to be real with you, man. I don't get excited about points no more. Man, it's not easy I, to score 51 points in an I NBA mean, game. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay. But <laughs> how many shots he got? How many shots? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't see the That's what I'm there. saying. Like, you know what I mean? Let, let's see what he did. Let's see how many shots the ball had. I'll, because, I'll pull it up. I mean, because I'm, I'm saying it's tough to get it done, but it's happening to – too often nowadays it's like okay he got 50 okay i'm gonna go for it let's see how many shots did devin get he had 25 shots 25 shots that's not 20 for 25 that's pretty impressive okay (laughs) yeah he was 20 for 25 six for seven on threes the bulls must be trash dude Uh, here you go (laughs) it must be trash (laughs) <laughs> 51 is not easy to do. And you go 20 for 25 and knocking down six threes, that's pretty impressive. All right, let's get to the second uh, second quarter of the, the game that we're focused on. Fire the Bulls, coach. Fire the Bulls, coach. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just got an extension. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the, the Sixers lost that quarter 44 to 27, the second quarter key. Let me give you some numbers. 16 for 17 from the field for Cleveland. Yeah. Five for five from the, from the three-point line. So 100% there, 94% from the field. Uh, one rebound the 76ers had, and that was an offensive rebound because they didn't miss, right? And they had one of their own rebounds. And the offensive rebound that, I mean, the one miss that Cleveland did have, Isaac Okoro got the offensive rebound on it. Keith. They had 10 assists on their 16 makes in that quarter. That was super impressive. What was it like, man? Again, when we talk about the speed and how fast they were, the effort they were given, they just seemed like they were just running drills 
in that second quarter. It was like a five on zero. Like it was like, like you said, drills. It was like, I don't know. It was, it was kind of like the Sixers. I ain't gonna say they raised the white flag, but it was kind of like we don't have it tonight. I mean, because you think about like that, I, what is your response? I mean, yeah. you know, a I lot mean, of times the frustration is lay somebody out when they go to the to the basket, but they hit five threes, right, uh, of their sixteen makes, and they got some transition buckets. I think it was like eight to two in the, in yeah. the transition to fast break points in the second quarter. What are you to do? I mean, your defense, you set it up. You think you can slow them down. It just didn't work out. What you do is you take everybody out the game and say, look, bruh, I want y'all to go in the locker room and start video and, and watching game film of Memphis. <laughs> this one is over. <laughs> like, I mean, dude, it was over. I mean, it was like the second half was like blah, blah. Like, you know what I mean? It was over at that point. I mean, I, 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 mean, I know they only went up 21 like only, but at the same time, it was kind of like, that was the game right there, dude. Second quarter was the difference for sure. I mean, if they would have won that quarter, uh, as I totaled it up, I think they were with just the first, third and fourth quarters, excluding the second, Cleveland would have been up 11. But had the Sixers won that second quarter, and let's say they were, you know, plus 10 in that second quarter, things would have been different. They would have been up six at the break. And who knows what the complexion of the game looks like in the third and fourth once you do what you're supposed to do in that second quarter. And that one, just a historic night for the basketball team, for Cleveland, uh, putting it on them like that. They have two more matchups uh, this season, and they made a statement, I think, and they did so without Jared Allen. That second quarter was really, really impressive to me, sitting back, watching how they did it, and watching how it all played out for the Sixers tonight. So let's see exactly how they respond. Uh, obviously, uh, with with the game coming up against the Memphis Grizzlies on Friday, but they need a better response in that game than what we saw here. When, when, I, when we originally looked at this one, I looked at this trip and thought, get two of these three. And I thought Memphis would be really tough. Cleveland, I thought you had a better opportunity Take that one, take the Houston game, come home for your next seven, and that's a successful trip to me. I still want to see them try to get two of three. It's going to be tough against Memphis on Friday night. But, hey, we'll see that second quarter was really, really good for the team. And Doc Rivers said schedule loss, so I guess you just move on. Uh, on the other side, Keith, also uh, one of the things that we didn't know much about, maybe you have a little bit more, Tobias Harris left the game after the first half, did not return. He was sick. I get a little bit more about that and also just a tad bit more on this game as we close things out in the final segment right here, Locked On 76ers. All right, welcome back, Locked On 76ers. That's Keith Pompey. I'm Devon Givens with you. Here on this episode of Locked On 76, the Sixers fall 113-85 to the Cleveland Cavaliers on Wednesday night, start of a three-game road trip. Next up will be the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, but before we get to Memphis, and we'll certainly do that again uh, on Friday as we prepare for the game, preview the game and all, uh, anything new on Tobias Harris and what Doc Rivers said post-game about? I, the only thing I heard him say was, as you talked to him about it in the post-game, was uh, – 
he didn't know uh, that he was ill. Tobias told him he was ill, and he told him to just wrap it up and just take a shower. Well, Tobias basically, I mean, it's funny because not funny, but I went into the in the in the game pregame, and Tobias just didn't seem his normal self. And I was like, "What's wrong? You all right?" And he like, "Yeah, I'm good." I'm like, "You sure?" Like, every and he was like, "Nah, I'm good, man." So I'm thinking like, you know, he was in a bad mood or something or something was up. And then after the game, I went in there and he told me like he felt really bad. And I was and he was like, I just didn't want to bring it up, like, you know, make it seem like anything. Right. Um, so, you know, he played four minutes and 15 seconds of the third quarter, um, but he just didn't have it. Now, he said that he got sick. Um, you know, today is, is, is Thursday. I mean, Wednesday. Um, well, I mean, today's Thursday. He, he, he got sick um basically on when on Tuesday night right once they got there and he wasn't feeling well and I asked him is it kind of like that that uh virus you had last year like after he had COVID and then he got really sick again and he was like he didn't know but he felt really weak man and he looked kind of bad in the locker room Mm -hmm. so you know I'm pretty sure tomorrow he's just going to rest it up and um and, and try to get ready uh for Friday's game as he's gonna be able to go. Yeah. Uh and he was 0 for seven in the game. And uh, if you talk about him, uh the one thing it's funny, I said this on the uh, post game show. Uh one thing about him, no matter what you say about him, uh he, he plays through stuff. Yeah. And, and whether it's the hip problem that he's still, you know, that's a lingering thing, uh being treated. Or anything else that he's had in the past, man. He he plays through stuff coming back from COVID, as you talked about, but playing not a hundred percent, lost weight, and, and all of that. We know the after effects of trying to do your job and just trying to do everyday stuff after having COVID and how long it take it can take you to get back to your normal self. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he wasn't himself. He was over seven, played over 20 minutes. But you after Doc Rivers said that, uh, I appreciate him sitting there and saying, Hey, I didn't want to make any excuses, and he didn't. And Doc Rivers is the one that called the number and pulled him out of the game. So uh, so that's what he needed to do. Yeah. It was the right thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I mean, dude, they were getting blown out anyway. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It was the right yeah. thing to do. Yeah, it was like, you know, it was it was one of those, let me call off the dog. I mean, call off take my guys out so he can call off the dog. Yeah, exactly. All right, man. Well, listen. Uh, that was a that was a tough game, and uh, there was not much there in there uh, to break it all down with. We'll reconvene on Friday and get ready for the Memphis Grizzlies, who were a top four team going into last night's game, and uh, they lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves. So they'll be hungry. They'll be ready to go. Job ja Moran is back from his injury, and he'll be ready to go on Friday as he played in this one. Uh, we got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you do, in fact, get your podcast. Keith, you mind letting the good folks know where they can find us uh, today and any of our work overall? Like my man D said, wherever you find your podcast, you can get this podcast. But make sure you go to our YouTube channel and click on the Liberty Bell and become a new subscriber. 
Also, make sure you listen to my man D tonight from 10.15 to midnight on 97.5 FM radio. You can also follow D at Divine G975. You can follow me at Pompeii on Sixers. And you can read my stuff in the Philadelphia Inquirer and Inquirer.com. All right, man. Well, listen, uh, great stuff as always. And uh, we'll certainly catch up uh, tomorrow as we preview the Sixers and the Memphis Grizzlies. You have fun. Safe, you know, safe travel day getting to Memphis. And we'll talk to you then. All right, bro. All right. Thank um, uh, You have a great day, too, man. Peace. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm.